The last several episodes of Video Production Daily have focused on how to continue to create content well in isolation. I have to admit that when I started undertaking this particular topic, it was a little bit overwhelming, and I was quite discouraged. And still, it's a very difficult time. When you look around the industry, there are a lot of people who are out of work, and it's very unsure of how and when they will return to work. This is an industry that is usually not engaged in by remote workers. And certainly if you are a cinematographer, if you work in lighting, grip, gaff, or in craft services, those are industries that are going to continue to be very difficult to figure out exactly how we get back to work. I will say, as I've spent the last several weeks brainstorming and talking with other very capable people, a lot of ideas have started to bubble up. And I realize that if you are in the business of delivering video content to a customer, be that an internal customer or clients of an agency, there are still opportunities to continue to create. This new constraint is going to drive new opportunities. It's gonna change the way you do things. You're going to develop new relationships, but there is no reason to stop creating. I've really enjoyed the brainstorming sessions that I've been able to have with a lot of really smart people talking about this topic. Today, I could not be more thrilled to bring you Sean McGill. So Sean is one of those people that I've been able to talk with and just brainstorm about the kinds of things that can happen to keep business moving forward. Sean is the kind of incredible professional that you want to spend your time associating with. Right now, Sean works as the managing director for the U.S. for 90 Seconds. 90 Seconds is your ultimate resource as a video creator for outsourcing everything. 90 Seconds will help you find qualified people around the world to do incredible work. Before 90 Seconds, Sean had spent a lot of time helping some of the best brands in the industry create both live and on-demand content the world over. This guy knows how to do it. He's the guy that I text when I need help on a Sunday night trying to figure out how to get something done, and Sean solves problems. Anytime. Well, I know that that's true, and I really appreciate it. I hope that there's someday yeah. when I get an urgent text from you. That hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping that someday <laughs> it does. In summary, I could not be more happy to be introducing you to my close personal friend, a very qualified professional, Sean McGill, on today's episode of Video Production Daily. Life is different. Yes, it is, <laughs> yes, it is in our remote world, our <laughs> no. physically distanced world. I have children running around the house and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you either have a soundproof room or you have uh, the distance or like an upstairs downstairs. To I have your recording studio. Things. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a bedroom and a locked door. And so probably <laughs> a peep uh, coming through every now yeah, and then. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's sort of like, I think last week was really sort of like kind of when the shelter in thing happened, it was like, whoa, you know, how do we go about working around what people need to do, you know, still connect with their audiences, but there's no way to, you know, sort of activate crews and things like that. So sort of immediately I'm thinking, okay, well, we've got to, at least in the near term, while the the social distancing is in place is we got to pivot towards talking to people about how to create content in post right i mean it's got to be vos and animations and graphics and you know scripted content that people can still use to communicate with their audiences in the near term as things start to loosen up a little bit more lean crews where we can still observe kind of social distancing and then also on the live side of things what we can do to really help brands understand what you can do either in a true live environment or a look live environment 
that's really kind of where my head went sort of like the same thing that we always talk about with live like okay we have a we have a problem we need a solution right so we can't sit around and go oh gee you know this is this is a, a is a tough situation you just have to like flip on your solutions mindset and kind of drop in to several different ways you might be able to solve it yeah, it's really fascinating challenge to try and solve. And I like your thought about having a contingency plan. That's uh, last for my last episode. I had Casey on, who's a producer over at Airbnb, and that was his thought. You know, when he goes into any situation, he's working on that contingency plan. And the contingency plans that we have to build out for this situation are just really different. Yeah, and they're evolving. We're getting mixed messages on how businesses may need to operate, right? Are we still going to all be in a remote world through April and May, as they've sort of advised us? Or are we now going to have a sudden push to get people back in the workforce? And I think if people are getting pushed back into the workforce, then I think you're going to see people wanting to approach production from a, from a you know, kind of more of a traditional approach. So it's it's hard because we get sort of different messages every day about what this is going to be. I think from a a practical perspective, we have to think of remote for the near term and then, you know, sort of lean, mean, ENG style or live um, or look live um, as sort of like the next wave. Um, but it, it just feels like at some point there's going to be a surge of content when people kind of have their arms around what we're what we're actually going to contend with. And then people will, will sort of like lead, innovate and react from there, I think. One of the neat things about where you sit at 90 seconds is you get a bit of a view around the world. And um, it, and I know I've used you before to source crew all over the world. And I'm wondering, is there anything that you're seeing? Are things different in different geographies? Is there anyone out there who's still creating on set? <laughs> Yeah, so I think in some places like Singapore, we're starting to see, you know, former hot zones where things are starting to loosen up a little bit. And it's interesting because I was I was having a conversation with one of the travel brands we work with, and that was part of the conversation we were having is at the time last week, you could shoot in Puerto Rico still because there weren't re restrictions there. Um but on the mainland US, it was next to impossible to create uh, content. So we are seeing it because it, it you know, COVID-19 has sort of like moved east to west, if you will. Um, so I think we're starting to see things loosen up to some degree in regions who've kind of come through it, whether that be South Korea or whether that be Singapore, or whether that be China, where you're, you're having, you've got greater flexibility in creating content there. For the rest of us in Europe, um, in the North America, you know, we're just sort of like in the heat of it now. So not a lot of flexibility in terms of creating content outside of the post world. So are, are there places in the world right now that are operational? Like, you know, as China kind of comes out of this, mm -hmm. um, Singapore comes out of this, are those places where people can think about moving production? Yeah, I think, I mean, and, and that's what I, you know, it's kind of odd because I was thinking about this model, how the cost of production in the U.S. drove it to particular regions, right, whether it's Georgia or drove it up to Canada from a similar mindset or model, places that, that are no longer hot zones is, is where production is going to have to shift. Um, and if you look at sort of like the infrastructure of a place like Singapore, which obviously supports a ton of business globally, I think you're going to see a lot of production shifting to these places because people are going to still want to create live action content. And if in places like the US and North America and Europe are sort of mired in a very lengthy social distancing protocols, 
it's going to have to shift to these places where where they've moved through it and you've got greater flexibility in, in terms of creating content there. Well, I think that that's a great tip. And that's kind of where I like to go with these episodes is keep them short, focused. And I think that that's a great one. Just something that people can include in their brainstorming. You know, if your region is shut down and social distancing is mandated, there might be possibilities of live action production out of the States. Yep. And a lot of smaller producers or agencies might be overwhelmed by the thought of getting going in Georgia, you know, or getting yeah. going in some other part of the world. But I'm wondering if you can maybe just talk to 90 Seconds, your business model, because I think you guys are pretty uniquely positioned to do this. And, and you know, people are going to, I just know they're going to assume the cost is greater than it is with working with 90 Seconds. So maybe you could explain how that's possible with your model. Yeah, so I think one of the great things about 90 Seconds Model, and, and I come from the independent production house world, so I, you know, I've kind of seen this evolution over the past probably 10 years or so, where the, the cost of production was really coming down and more and more people are needing to create more and more content for diff- different channels and things along those lines. And the traditional model of independent, independent production houses, which is largely built on margin, um, not volume, can't match that, right? Independent production houses typically don't have... Um, a global ecosystem of producers and camera ops and things and people of that skill set that they can tap into where 90 seconds has come along and sort of like has been doing this for over 10 years now is you've got a global ecosystem of creators or production crew around the world. I believe that the total number of creators we have is about 12,000 around the globe. And we produce content in 900 cities and 100 countries. So we've got a we've got a huge local footprint in all these different geographies. So it allows you to sort of tap into kind of hyper localized production. That made a, a ton of sense and has made a ton of sense for a lot of brands who are creating content specifically for those regions because it's more authentic when you're tapping into crew that are from that region so they can create more authentic content for that particular audience. And where it makes even more sense now is that people who were so used to putting crews on planes, or even if it was just a DP you're you're sending into different regions and trying to tap into local resources, I mean, those travel restrictions, I think, are going to still be in place and and businesses in particular are going to have to be very careful around sort of risk associated with putting um, their employees on planes. So when you can tap into an entirely localized crew that can create hyper-localized content for you at a rate where you're not paying for people to put them on planes, you're not paying for travel days for crew, it takes the, the cost of production way down and you can focus on your budgets on creating great content rather than sort of traveling people to those regions to try and create great content. I love that. And the elements you talked about earlier where people can shift their production budgets, like things like animation and voiceover, uh, those are all things too that can be sourced out of the portal, which is very cool. And it really is as easy as going to a portal and kind of putting together your order and just kind of exploring what is possible. And I want to just reiterate to this audience that this is not a 90 seconds sponsorship. People really need to just be considering all of their options at a time like this so that people can continue to get work done. Just understand that there are resources out there. I think if you get into the portal and you start putting in your details of what you'd like to accomplish, you'll be pleasantly surprised at what the cost is. Sean, I think we've shared a lot of great tips about what people can do to kind of keep business going and looking for places around the globe that they can do it, maybe shifting the types of things that they're producing. I don't want to put you on the spot too much here, but are there any other ideas or tips that you might have for people 
at this awkward time in the industry? Well, it's an awkward time in the industry for sort of everybody on uh, on all sides of the equation. People who are who are cam ops and you know they're they're thinking about you know their what's their world going to look like in the near term, mid term, and long term. But I think many of the people now are multi-skilled in the space. So whereas we used to have just cam ops or we used to have just editors or we used to have just producers or just directors, I think so many people up and down the, the production ecosystem now have really refined their skills as, as storytellers. So I think whereas we may have a particular skill set that, that is focused on one aspect of production, I think people in production in general can be innovate on location, right? Oftentimes it doesn't go exactly as we thought it was going to go. And so we're, we're sort of innovating in real time anyway. So I think this is a time for everybody to kind of think about what can I do to help these brands who still need to communicate with internal audiences, who still need to communicate with external audiences, and how can I help them sort of innovate um, and sort of evolve their video communications practices? Because it just seems that video is going to play an even more vital role in keeping us connected um, in what is largely going to be kind of a, a a strange new normal in this physically separated world that may extend for, you know, it may extend for six months, it may extend for 12 months, maybe 18 months. And even after then, I think we're going to have new normal protocols in place. Yeah, for sure. Sean, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your insight and your wisdom. It's all very much appreciated. Thank you, Luke. Great to be a part of this and looking forward to helping people in any way we can. A good friend of mine and a video producer out of Salt Lake City, Dusty Hewlett, he's been putting together his own production company. And one of the things he reminded me is it's not just about what you can do for your client, it's about what the world can do for your client, and it's your job to facilitate that. Now, Dusty was kind enough to give attribution to someone else, and now I'm giving attribution to Dusty, and I don't know the origins of that statement. But Dusty mentioned that a few months ago, and it feels now like it's more important than ever. And I feel like it's important to know what resources you have out in the industry to get things done. I want to thank Sean for his time. I want to thank you for listening in. This has been another one of my favorite episodes of Video Production Daily.